the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. First Peter chapter four, verse seven. First Peter chapter four, verse seven. Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. Say it. Everything in the world is about to be what? So take nothing for. Take nothing for. Stay what awake in. Stay what awake in. He says the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be ye sober and watch unto prayer. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be ye sober and watch unto prayer. This was a series of teachings we began during our first fire week last week. And we want to stay with it for some time. Amen. And so I want you to follow the teaching very closely. The Bible says the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, we need to be sober and watch unto prayer. We started by establishing the fact that we have a responsibility. We have a calling to live a life of prayer. Somebody say, I'm called unto prayer. You have to understand that. And we said that prayer is not just a monologue, it's a dialogue. Prayer is a time where you commune with your heavenly father in a language he understands and he communes with you. And so we started uh, by looking at part one, part two, and part three. And in all those sessions, we established the fact that many people think they have a life of prayer, but they actually don't have a one. And we describe what it means to have a life of prayer. We said that when we say a person has a life of prayer, it means a person prays without what? Season. Somebody say, I pray without season. In other words, if you don't pray without season, you are not living a life of prayer. The Bible says that pray without season. If you pray this week and the next two weeks, no prayer, you don't live a life of prayer. If you pray today, tomorrow, no prayer, you are not living a life of prayer. A life of prayer is characterized by ceaseless prayer. You pray at all times, you pray always, and you pray consistently. The Bible says again, that to live a life of prayer is to pray without fainting. Number two, somebody said to pray without fainting. There are some people, sometimes it's sad to hear people say, I have prayed that I am tired. That is to say, I've given up on prayer. I've had enough of prayer. Really? Is it possible for a person to have enough of prayer? It's simply impossible. Because you are supposed to be a house of prayer. So your life is supposed to be, uh, you were born in prayer, you were born unto prayer, and you are to live in prayer. Somebody say, I was born unto prayer. I was born in prayer. And I must live in prayer. Yeah, your breath must be prayer. Praise God. That's how you ought to live your life. He said, men ought to pray always and not faint. Somebody say, I pray without fainting. Alright, so in the book of Colossians 4.2, the CEV says that never give up praying. Never give up praying. There's nothing like wasted prayer. There's nothing like an unanswered prayer. If the answers are not in your present, they are in your future. Are you with me here? Yeah. There's nothing that... You see, when people don't know scripture, they say, uh, <laughs> I have prayed enough. You can't pray enough. <laughs> it said... Let the lifting up of their hands be as an evening sacrifice. He said, their prayers are set before me like an incense. 
set before God like an incense. So, prayers are ways by which you secure your future. The future that is yet to come, you can secure it by prayer. It is so, so critical. So, when we live a life of prayer, we pray without ceasing. We pray without fainting. When we live a life of prayer, we pray at all times with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Somebody say, I pray with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Say it aloud. I pray with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Yeah, that's what Paul said. He said, praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Now, when you understand this kind of scripture, you can never stop praying. Praying always with all kinds of prayer. Some people's prayer is just request. And so when their desires are met, they don't have any other kind of prayer. But the Bible says pray always with all kinds of prayer. So even if you can name the kinds of prayer you are praying, there is what we call supplication in the spirit. And that is endless. Praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Now, number four, we said to live a life of prayer is to give yourself to prayer continually and not occasionally. You know, there are times where uh, the spirit of prayer just seizes you and you, you, are just, you are just in the mood of prayer. How many of you have felt that before? It's, it's, it, it's not always. There are times where it just comes upon you and you really have other things you'd rather do but you just are driven onto prayer. So in the midst of the busy schedule, every little time you get, you are just converting it into prayer. That is to live a life of prayer is to give yourself to prayer continually and not occasionally. The Bible says, but we will give ourselves. Somebody say, we'll give ourselves. We will give ourselves to prayer. I like Psalm 109 verse 4. This is David. For my love, they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. I give myself unto what? I give myself unto prayer. There are people who have given themselves to television watching. They can watch it for hours. Watch movies for hours. The surfing channels, moving left, right, center. That's what they, what they do. Changing and moving left, right, center. Other people are addicted to Facebook. Liking every picture. The ones that are nice, the ones that are not nice. And giving comments that are irrelevant. But they said we will give ourselves to prayer. May you give yourself to prayer. Amen. I said may you give yourself to prayer. Amen. Now we establish that there are seven, five foundational truths. If you are going to live a life of prayer, there are five foundational truths we need to appreciate. Number one, we say that a life of prayer is not optional for you as a believer. Somebody say a life of prayer. Say a life of prayer. It's not optional for me. Yeah, Jesus was praying in Luke chapter 11 verse 1 and 2. When he had finished praying, his disciples went to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Then he said, when you pray. Somebody say, when you pray. Matthew 6 verse 5, 5 to 7. He says, when you pray. The new international verse, he says, when you pray, verse 5. Verse 6, when you pray, verse 3, he says, when you pray. If you look at the life of Jesus, he set time aside for prayer. The early church had an hour of prayer. And sometimes when you read it, you are tempted to think it was just one hour of prayer. No, it was a time allotted for prayer. So it was not, it could be three hours, it could be four hours, but that was their hour or moment of prayer dedicated prayer service. That's what they were doing in the early church. And the Bible said God gave them great power. Everywhere prayer is, great power is released. Everywhere prayer is, great power is what? You can't walk in power without prayer. Yeah. There is power in you, but for the power to be available for use, you must be given to prayer. Somebody said there's power in me. Anything you are dealing with that makes you look like you are powerless is a lie. 
everything, every challenge that you are confronted with that makes you feel like you are inferior, you are incapable of dealing with it is a lie. Be it physical, be it spiritual, you have adequate power within you to deal with the matter. But are you generating that power? Are you unleashing that power? That is the question. It's not a question of power. It's a question of releasing the power for your profiting. Are you with me here? So we said that prayer is not optional. Somebody say prayer is not optional. Number two, we said prayer is foundational for effective Christian living. Effective Christian living. It's not for you to live an effective Christian life. You need to give yourself to prayer. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man make, makes availed much. It makes tremendous power available, dynamic at its working. So, we need to pray because when we pray effectually, we live effectively. When we pray effectually, we live what? When we pray effectually, we live effectively. So, you don't have to be distracted from prayer. A lot of things are always seeking your attention. They want to confuse you. When Satan wants to destroy you, he keeps you busy. Gives you a lot of assignments that will take you away from prayer. The cheapest way for Satan to get your attention and destroy you is to take you off the prayer course. You will not be taken off the prayer course. Number three, we said the new creation has everything it needs to live a life of prayer. Somebody say, I have what I need. Say, I have what I need. You have what it takes to live a life of prayer. You see, if you are not praying, there is only one principal reason a lot of Christians don't pray. Laziness. Yeah. Laziness. Laziness. That was the challenge with the early church, early Christians, early apostles in particular. When Jesus took them to the mountain to pray, they slept. And when you come to Proverbs, he tells you, love not sleep. Because if you love sleep, you are a lazy man. Lazy people love sleep. The moment they sit, they close their eye, and then they begin to sleep. And by the time you realize saliva is falling left, right, center, you shall not sleep. The Bible says, according as his divine power had given unto us all things. Somebody say, I have all things. Say, I have all things. Thanks be to the mask that now we don't see people's things. He says, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Number four, we said a, covenant, a new covenant understanding of prayer is essential for living a life of prayer. You see, in prayer, we are fellowshipping with our father. Somebody say, when I pray, I fellowship with my father. And that is very, very important. When fellowship is in place, it becomes easier. A lot of people fear to come before God. But the fear is no more. The fear has no basis. The Bible says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of what? Grace. That we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So, you, you have access. Therefore, we have access into this grace by faith. You have access. The middle wall of partition is broken. And you have unhindered access 24-7. You don't have to put anything on a high priest. You can call on God at any time, anywhere, at any moment. And you can be you can be assured that he will answer you. He says, call unto me and I will answer thee. If there is any time where that promise is so real and fast, it's in our season. I see you call on God. Amen. I see him answer you in time. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. And then number five, we said, Self-discipline. Somebody say self-discipline is critical in beginning and sustaining a life of prayer. If you are going to begin, if you are going to sustain a life of prayer, you need to be self-disciplined. Somebody say self-discipline. Say self-discipline. Yeah. Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Your spirit will always yearn to pray. In fact, the reason why you are restless when you don't pray is because your spirit is not happy. Your spirit is united with God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And as long as you are one spirit with God, the Holy Spirit loves to pray. And so if you are not praying, you cannot really enjoy your Christian life the way you ought to enjoy it. 
Your greatest enemy of prayer is your flesh. Hold your flesh and say, my flesh. You will not conquer me. My flesh. I defeat you. I dominate you. I defeat you. I conquer you. You will not disturb my prayer life. I pray whether I feel like it or not. I pray whether I'm tired or not. I pray whether I'm eating or not. I pray at all times. I pray at every season. I pray at every occasion. Praise the Lord. No one can live a life of prayer without discipline. Discipline yourself. Beginning from tonight, we are looking at men of like passions. That's what I'm going to be teaching. Men of like passions. Come with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Is any among you afflicted? Let him what? Let's read it together. Let him what? Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall do what? Save the sick. And the Lord shall raise them up. And if he's committed sins, they shall be. Now verse 16, let's read verse 16 together. Good. The effectual fervent of a righteous man availeth much. Somebody say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth man. Say I am the righteousness of God in Christ. In Christ Jesus I have been made righteous. And so by faith my prayer my effectual fervent prayer avails much. Avails much. Praise the Lord. He said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And the righteous there is the one who is in Christ. The man who is in Christ, when he lifts up his voice to cry, his prayer avails much. Your prayer will prevail. Your prayer will avail much. Let's do verse 17 because that's where we are. Verse 17. James 5, 17. Elias was a man subject to Elia was a man subject to as we and he that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth but the space of three. Amazing. And verse 18. And he prayed again and the heaven gave Turn to your neighbor and say, learn to pray again. He said, he prayed. And then he prayed again. <laughs> he prayed and he prayed again. Now let's look at the Amplified Version. Ooh, amazing. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Let's go. Is anyone among you suffering? He must. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing. Verse he says, he must call for the elders, spiritual leaders of a church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, good. Confess your sins, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for that you may be healed and restored. Of a righteous man, believer, like that. When put into action and made effective, it is dynamic and can. Somebody say, my prayer has tremendous power. So, so you see, when you are not praying, you are running out of tremendous power. There is latent power in you. Prayer brings it forth. He said, the effectual, he, he gave us a number of descriptions. He says, what? 
the earnest heartfelt continuing prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic i'm doing amplified classics he said dynamic at its working somebody says dynamic dynamic comes from the root where dynamo dynamite you know how dynamite works explosive so when prayer is released it generates explosive results from today your prayer will generate explosive results now look at verse 17 amplify elijah elijah was elijah was elijah was with a nature like with the same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for hey. And the sky gave way. Your prayer is generating results. Your prayer is generating results. Now let's do the New Living Translation before I get into it. Ah, yeah, yeah. New Living Translation. Let's do verse 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The endless prayer of a righteous man, person, has great power and produces wonderful results. It produces what? It produces wonderful results. Your prayer will generate wonderful results. Elijah, verse 17, was as human as we are. And yet, when he prayed earnestly, praise the Lord, we are looking at men of like passions. Somebody say men of like passions. Okay. So, the focus of the teaching is to be able to explore through scripture and I, I was just speaking with, with Reverend Bright this morning. I realized that I have not taken time to really do an extensive classical teaching on prayer. We do prayer a bit here, there, and there. But this is going to be a, a precept upon precept, line upon line, extensive teaching on prayer. Praise God. So we'll be walking through the Bible as we talk about prayer. We will walk through Genesis all the way to the New Testament and we'll stay there. Praise the Lord. So we are going to go a long journey. Men of like passions. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 4. It says for whatsoever was written of all time. Whatsoever. Somebody say whatsoever. Okay. Whatsoever was written of all time was written for our for our that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 he said that you be not slothful but that you be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit promises so you see scripture is relevant in the sense that scripture gives us examples in the bible we have worthy examples to follow and we have wrong examples to show there are many great examples. And the Bible says the things that were written there are for our learning. The ones we have to follow, the ones we have to abandon. But all of them have something to teach us. If you see Solomon and his contact with several wives, he has something to teach you. The Bible says he ended up his heart being turned away from God. Later on in his book, he wrote, he said, last not after her beauty. Because her ways lead to the highway of death. I'm not complicating here. So there are many things that we can draw from scripture. And when it comes to the subject of prayer, the Bible has a lot to teach us. And so this teaching will walk us through a catalog of men and women who gave themselves to prayer in scripture. Men and women who made prayer a priority in their lives in scripture. And not only that, we will look at that in the Old Testament. We will look at that in the New Testament and then we will look at that in modern history. Praise God. So we'll be looking at some men who gave themselves to prayer in recent history. In our generation or in the generations ahead of us. Men like Chaji Fini. Men like Praying Hate. Men who gave themselves to prayer and they achieved great things and amazing things for God in prayer. But tonight we want to start with the man James refers to. 
He says, Elijah was a man just like us. Somebody say, just like us. I like, I like it so much. The Amplified says, the man, he gave himself the earnest heart fair. Prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic, at its working. The King James says, the effectual. Somebody say the effectual. Say the effectual. The word effectual comes from a Greek word, energio. And out of the word energio is what we have, energy. Energy comes from that root word, energio. And energio means literally energy put forth from within for effectual operation. When you pull energy from within you for effectual outward operation, that's what they describe as energio. So, when you pray, you are pulling energy from within. It means the energy is already there. Somebody says it's already there. Uh-huh. It's already there because, you see, once you are in Christ, what you have, whatever you need to live a victorious life, is not outside you, it's within you. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think, according to the power that worked, that worked, that worked. So, he says to pray, release energy for effectual operation on the outside. The word fervent means, to be fervent means to maintain a constant temperature. Hot. Glowing hot. Is it not amazing that the Bible says that no slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You see, spiritual fervency cannot be sustained without devotion to prayer. Spiritual fervency. Somebody say spiritual fervency. Some of us, we are hot today. We are cold tomorrow. Spiritual fervency can only be sustained when the altar of prayer is blazing hot. Your altar of prayer will blaze hot. In the mighty name of Jesus. Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12 to 13. He says, and the fire on the altar shall always be burning. Leviticus, give me Leviticus quickly. The fire, somebody say the fire. From this man, the fire will be burning on your altar. He said, the fire on the altar shall be burning on it. It shall not be put out. From today, your prayer fire shall not be put out. I said, your prayer fire shall not be put out. The grace to pray ceaselessly is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus. It shall not be put out. The priest, somebody say the priest. Who are you? Who are you? He said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So, under the New Testament, you are the priest. And he said, the priest shall always put wood on it every morning. Somebody say wood on it. (laughs) Put wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13. Verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. You know the kind of food that flies can settle on? Cold food. When the food is cold, they can settle on it. But show me a fly that is strong enough to settle on hot food. The fire shall always be burning. You are the house of prayer and fire must always be exuding out of you. I see fire exude out of you. So he said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous availeth much. Now I want to look at the word availeth much. Availeth, availeth, availeth. Availeth means a number of things. Number one, avail. Availeth means to have power marked by extraordinary deeds. Today, your life will be marked by extraordinary deeds. Power that generates extraordinary results, not common results. When you pray, you produce uncommon results. In your business, you produce uncommon results. In your marriage, you produce uncommon results. In our ministry, we produce amazing results. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's what it means. It means to wield power. To have strength to overcome. You shall not be overcome. They overcame him by the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. The Bible said, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength was small. Your strength shall not be weak. 
How many of us want to succeed? To avail much means to succeed. Your will succeed. Every time you are praying, you are increasing your propensity or your chance for success. The more you pray, the greater your probability of success. Avail also means to prevail. He said, now you have had power with God and you have prevailed. You will prevail. I said you will prevail. You will prevail over circumstances. You will prevail over situations. You will prevail over demonic attacks. No matter who is launching a war against you, you will shall prevail. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say, I prevail. And the means for your prevail is through prayer. Avail much means to overcome. How many of us are dealing with issues that we want to overcome? Overcome your flesh, overcome financial lack, overcome anything you are dealing with. As prayer begins to rise, you will overcome. Amen. I said you will overcome. Amen. The ability to do something. So avail much means you have capacity to do it. You are able to do it. The Bible said God is he who enables us to will and to do of his good pleasure. You are able to do something. You will not lack strength to do anything good. You will not lack strength to do anything good. Those of us who are very conscious of what is against us. When you avail much, it means you are strong against an opposing force. Strong. Somebody say strong. <laughs> the Bible says a, a strong man armed cannot enter into another man's house and dispossess him of his goods. But when one who is stronger than he. So every time a man is dispossessed, it's because the force that is coming against him is stronger than he. He said, when you see a strong arm, keep at his palace, his goods are in safety. Your goods shall be safe. Your peace shall be safe. Your finances shall be safe. Your joy no man shall take. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. To avail much means to be helpful. To be helpful. To be helpful. To avail much means to be helpful. He said, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of what? Grace. That we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When you prevail in prayer, you have all the help you need. You will not lack help. Most of us are turning left, right, center. We are always looking for help from men. But David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord which made the heavens and the earth. What David was simply saying is that when it comes to looking for help, I look at one place where help is bound to come from. Most of the time we have turned to people we thought could help us during certain strategic seasons of our times only to be told that they couldn't help us. But a man who learns to look up to God will never lack help. The Bible said the Lord is a present help. In the time of trouble, he will help you. Amen. I said God will help you. Amen. God will help you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. When you avail much, it also means you make impact. You can't make much impact. You can't make much impact until you understand that Prayer needs to go ahead. The impact Jesus made was born out of prayer. The Bible said he woke up and by the time he finished, multitudes were coming to him. And it was because he had prayed. At the time they were looking for him, he had just finished looking for God. When you camp with God, men will look after you. You won't like the company of men after you have kept camp with God. Again, to avail much means to strike an impression. Somebody say strike an impression. Uh -huh. Strike an impression. When you pass, they will know somebody has passed. Am I communicating here? There are some people, they come and pass. You won't feel anything. You won't smell anything. But today, that shall not be your experience. When you walk into a place, they will know somebody superhuman has entered the place. When you enter, this impression. The moment you step there, they say atmosphere has changed. Why? Because somebody supernatural has stepped into the place. Are you with me here? That's what it means to be effective or to pray. And then of course, to avail much means to be effective and accomplish much. 
Somebody say accomplish much. Say accomplish much. Say accomplish much. How many of us want to accomplish much in life? Oh, happy to hear that. I want to give you the master key to accomplishing much. <laughs> and I want to show it to you. Let's look at art quickly. Prayer will empower you to accomplish much. That's why Satan will always want to give you some assignment that will take you off course. If there is something Satan wants you to do less, it's prayer. Oh, as a pastor, I know that for real. Satan would want me to attend funerals. Satan wants me to attend weddings. Satan wants me to do all manner of things except make time for prayer. Because if I'm able to pray more, I'll have less funerals to attend. I'm not communicating here. I won't be spending one hour with people counseling. If I'm able to pray and the Holy Spirit met their heart, the moment I say go, they go. Are you with me here? So to accomplish much, you need to pray. Look at Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Verse 1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a memory of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Somebody say daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve what? And serve what? So the church is growing in numbers exponentially. And all of a sudden, these people began to complain. Then the disciples said, you come. We want to have a council meeting. The meeting is that we are not going to spend our time serving tables. It's good to administer food to these people. But we want to give this business over to some people. Now take note. He says the number of the disciples was what? Multiplying. So they were experiencing growth. Look at that. Verse number 2. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among the seven men of what? Seven men of what? Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over. Verse 4. But we will... And to the ministry of the word of God. Now take note. These guys said, we are not going to be distracted from the business of praying. But we are going to give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We are looking at prayer empowering you to accomplish what? Much. Somebody say prayer, prayer. empowers me to accomplish much. Okay, so let's look at that. Verse number 5. And the same pleased the multitude, and they chose Stephen, and all the others who were chosen. Verse 6. And they set them before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. And look at verse number 7. Oh. And the word of God did what? And the word of God did what? And the number of the disciples became? No, it decreased. The number of the disciples did what? greatly and a number of a great company of the priests were obedient now that is accomplishing much accomplishing what he said the number they were increasing but here the bible said the numbers increased and multiplied greatly that's an accomplishing much if they had set aside that's why i tell you you see what shows what is valuable to you in life is what you choose to set aside when you are very busy. Your values are not found out or known when you have time. When you are very busy, the things you set aside, like for instance, you wake up in the morning and you are very busy to catch up an appointment. Let's look on your scale of preference whether prayer will be on it. If prayer is not on it, prayer is not important to you. They were occupied. They had a lot of things on their hands. They said, no, prayer must be first. You see, that, that was how Jesus lived his life. Jesus began with prayer. We've been singing this Sunday school, prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the master. Jesus started with prayer. When he was going to be baptized, the Bible says, and everybody went to baptize. Jesus being baptized and praying. And you know, his ministry began with his baptism. When he was baptized and finished, he went to the wilderness and then came back. That's where it all started. Now, on the cross, the last thing he did was to pray father forgive them and then he rescued the last sinner who was with him on the cross he started with prayer and finished with prayer you, you see 
Prayer is supposed to be a part of your life, not some time, but all of your life. And I pray that this season your prayer fire shall burn hotter. Shout a better amen. Shout a better amen. We can accomplish much. Whether it's in business or in your professional life, you can accomplish. There is nothing that you are doing that when you add prayer, more prayer to it, you will not become more effective at it. Whatever you are doing, whether it's music, it's law, you are practicing business, you are doing, when you put in more prayer, the more effective whatever you are doing becomes. The greater the results of whatever you are doing. You are a teacher, pray more, you begin to teach with excellence. Am I communicating here? You are a mechanic, pray more, and you'll be getting more clients. Am I communicating at all to someone? There's power at work in you, and you cannot release it until you pray. Come with me to James chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. James chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Elijah was a human being with a nature like us. Somebody say, men of like passions. Now, look at this. The Bible said Elijah was a man. How many of us remember Elijah and some of the things he did? Amazing things he did. But the good news is that Elijah was not an angel. Elijah was a man. Somebody say Elijah was a man. The man was a mere mortal. The amplifier says he was a man with a nature like ours. He wasn't any special. Sometimes when we see certain people accomplish some things, we are tempted to think that they are superhuman. We are tempted to think that they were born better than us. But Elijah was born like every ordinary man. The Bible said he was a man with a nature like ours. And then I like it. He said with a constitution like with the same physical, somebody say physical, mental, and spiritual limitations, and shortcomings. That's all. Every problem you have, Elijah had. In other words, that is the bad news. The bad news is that every problem you had, Elijah had. And the good news you have is that everything Elijah did, you can do so. All of his weaknesses, you have some of them. He was a man just like you, with all the limitations. But you know what made Elijah different? He prayed. With all of his limitations and weaknesses, made no sense. It could not disturb him from praying. And when he prayed, all his liabilities became assets. You see, your liabilities will remain liabilities as long as you refuse to pray. But when you take the horns of the altar and you learn to pray, you'll be converting liability to assets. I'll see your liabilities give way to assets. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, Elijah was as human as we are. As human, he was afraid. You remember, a man who could call down fire. One day, a woman said, I'm going to kill you. And he fled for his life. That was Elijah. The human nature of Elijah. Elijah got a hungry. One day, bears were sent to feed him. He had a terrible anger. So, if you have a temper, you can pray like Elijah. Somebody say an amen. amen. He experienced mood swings. One day, he said, Lord, I think I'm tired. Just kill me. He was a bargaining for sin. He was just man, 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 man. Elijah was man just like all of us. But the difference between Elijah is that he prayed. Receive grace to pray. You are man. What will make you a supernatural man is your prayer life. What set Elijah apart and made him a superman was his prayer life. You have already been made a superman. Praise God. Because the man in Christ is a superman. The man in Christ is a supernatural being. But to manifest your supernaturalness, you have to pray. So you are not praying to become a superman. You are praying to manifest your supernaturalness. Somebody say an amen. You are a supernatural being. You must command supernatural results. People must wonder and look at you and say, "Ah, how are you doing it? How are you getting results? How are you so joyful? How come you are not perturbed? How come no matter what goes on around you, you cannot be depressed and you are always full of joy? You are always full of smiles. And you tell them because where I come from, the kingdom I belong to is a kingdom of joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Am I communicating here? Now, that is the kind of life you and I have been called to live. And we can live that life in the natural. 
your flesh will deceive you. So Elijah overcame the flesh and manifested supernaturalness. So number one, I said he was human. Somebody said he was human. So Elijah was a man. Number two, Elijah prayed. Somebody say he prayed. Uh-huh. And number three, he prayed fervently. He prayed what? He prayed fervently. He prayed fervently. In fact, when you read First Kings chapter 17 verse 1, it's as if Elijah just made the declaration. As long as the Lord, the Lord lives, there shall be no rain. Look at it. <laughs> and Elijah the Testament, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ab, as the Lord God of heaven liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. It looks like a prophetic word, right? It looks like what? A prophetic word. It's just like, say it and you can have it. But according to James, it was not simple like that. <laughs> Somebody said it was not simple like that. No, 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 no. Now look at chapter 18, verse 1. Chapter 18, verse 1 was when God spoke to him. It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, God present yourself to Ab, and I will send rain on the earth. So God speaks to Elijah. He said, it's about time the rain came. God promised rain. Elijah prayed down the rain. God spoke the rain. Elijah prayed it down. Look at 18 verse 41 to 46 and I close. Let's see how the man prayed fervently. And I pray that tonight we are living here with the grace for fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. Look at that. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of what? Verse 42. Verse 42. So Ab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of what? Camel. There he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his head. Uh-huh. And said to his servant, go now up and look toward the sea. So he went and looked and there is nothing. And said, there is nothing. And seven times... He said, go again. Somebody say, go again. Uh-huh. You cannot pray one time and say, I've had enough. Go again. Seven times. That's the power of persistent prayer. So when the Bible said, he prayed fervently, that is it. If you want to see the real picture, that is it. It wasn't the, they said, oh God, we've come. Oh God, God. We believe you, God. Everything is going to be fine. In Jesus' name, I'm cured. No, no, no. It's not that kind of prayer. No, no. Nothing will change with that kind of prayer. This is your prayer that nobody hears your voice. It's just you and yourself. Your, even your ears cannot hear your, your voice. He put his head between his thighs. <laughs> if it were in our days, he would hold his ear like this. <laughs> Now, now that's prayer. He heard his yes. But when you see somebody hold his yes and he's praying, you, you look at him some way. That's why your own life is some way. Fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. I will teach you the characteristics of fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. It's not lady prayer, not gentleman's prayer. Fervent prayer. The kind of prayer, before you finish your lungs, you feel the pains in your lungs. That's fervent prayer. I'm not communicating here. The Bible said, Jesus, he prayed with strong cries. Him that he was heard. He prayed with strong cries. Shoutings and cries. There are different kinds of prayer. He prayed earnestly and the heaven gave rain. There are things that will never give up until endless prayer mounts up. He prayed endlessly. Go again. Go again. Go again. On one subject, go again. Go again. He said, the rains are coming. Go again. He came, go again. He came, go again. He came, go again. And at the seventh time, Makabo Shadabaha. At the seventh time, Mandibo Kataba. At the seventh time, when he said, I like it. Colossians said, never give up praying. 
Never give up praying. Elijah, first time he saw nothing. Second time he saw nothing. Third time he saw nothing. Fourth time he saw nothing. Fifth time he saw nothing. The sixth time he saw seventh. Then he said, I see the finger. I see the finger. He said, Everything changed when prayer went forth. I prayed that from tonight. There's no circumstance that's above you. There's no challenge that is too strong for you. If there is power, put your hand on your belly and say, there's power in here. There's power to change situations. There's power to change circumstances. And it's unleashed from prayer. Open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues. Pastor Afraqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Mama,